Yeah, I do tell them though, girl. But I don't do that there though. Leg up. At times my face get low and my face it just shows. Don't the statements fold, I'ma say it because I know. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. I see promise eternal life. Though some nights get bleak, there are days that get cold. I will rest in the wings of the Savior because I know. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. What's up? We are, um, and by we, I, I mean uh, me and my co-host cohorts here, which is, uh, I'd like to introduce y'all to our interview subject of the day, which is uh, Donnie Jones. Donnie, say hey. Hi. Um, I'll, I'll tell you more about him in a second. We've also got uh, got our, our little homie Anderson in the, in the building. Anderson, Hello. say hey. Yep, that's Anderson there. He is our uh, live audience this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> We're also coming Swanky. to you live from Studio Explosion. I'm sorry, we just we just found out about that button right before we started recording. So I wanted to sorry, I wanted to give that a try. I don't know how that's gonna sound. But um so if we're talking about something that didn't happen, it's because it didn't sound good and I cut it out of the podcast right now. So but uh so Live in studio explosion with um, this is actually our first uh, mobile recording. Um, here with Donnie Jones, who is a semi professional, and by semi professional we mean he does get paid to fish, but that is not what he does for a living. Not primary income. Yeah, he's um <laughs> he he is sponsored. Um, competes regularly in professional competitions and. Yep. <laughs> so um that that's Donnie. We're gonna interview him, talk a little bit about uh what what that is, what fishing, what semi professional, professional fishing, what it entails. <laughs> I'm really excited. This is actually our first uh sports interview. Um but before we get to that, I'd like to remind you that this episode and every episode so far is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. That's Red Letter Clothing, redletterclo.com. Go check them out. They've got some really cool merch, got some really cool shirts and hats and hoodies and all kinds of uh, awesome God-glorifying things. But uh, so back to uh, the interview at hand. So... Donnie, little background here. We were actually roommates in college. Um, have so we have we could tell a lot of really funny stories there about you know involving microwaves and cookie dough and flaming um, tennis balls. No, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Donnie's actually he's gonna um, we're interviewing because he's gonna become kind of our outdoors man. <laughs> our, our outdoors expert that we will be um, coming to from time to time. And hopefully this is going to be the first of many times you hear Donnie on this podcast. Um, also, if you hear, as Donnie talks, if you hear kind of a rustling, that's because he's got about a, what would you say, that a two-foot beard? Yeah, two, and, two and a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, got a real nice Duck Dynasty beard. I'm working going. on my yeard, which yeah. is a year-long beard. That's only a year? Oh, no, this isn't even a year. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm like seven months in. No Rogaine? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Daily conditioning. 
Wow. You got to treat it right. What's good for the skin is good for the beard. <laughs> we'll be posting the picture of this beard, so go follow us on all of our social media. But um, so uh, let's get into the fishing and what that entails. So so Donnie, um, Donald, do you like Donnie or Donald or Don Wildo? Wildo? Yeah. <laughs> what, this, what about Billiam? Can I call you Billiam? Can I call you that Bill? Is, that is original. Yeah. Billiam. Billiam. <laughs> so Billiam. So, um, I know back when we were in college, oh God, it's got to be 30 years ago now. Not really, we're not that no. old. But, um, <laughs> so, back, back when, uh, you, we were in college, you were really big into, I know, deer hunting at the time. And then you, I know you went through some, um, where you were doing a lot with duck hunting and, mm-hmm. uh, making some money through that too. Yep. Um, so what, it seems like, I know you've kind of, seems like you've landed home with this, uh, not just any kind of bass fishing, but kayak bass fishing. Um, so, so what is it specifically about like that experience and, and even like the competition side of it? Like, what is it about that? That's kind of narrowed your focus when it comes to all the different outdoors things offered to somebody. What is it about kayak? It's, it's really the competition. That's, uh, it kind of goes way back to, uh, I mean, even at T-ball from a young age, it's just something that was instilled in me, uh, through my father was, you know, competition. If it was something to compete in, we competed in it. Um, I, I don't, what, uh, what is that? <laughs> sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Easily distracted. Um, yeah. Uh, competition. Um, I mean, from, from T-ball to coach pitch to, um, uh, you know, sporting clays, we used to, we used to do that, um, together and really just, if you can compete at it, I'll try it. Um, I've done long drive, um, at one time made, um, custom duck calls and turkey calls and stuff like that. And I, I've, I've competed in that and, um, I really just kind of move around to things that that I'm successful at. Like you know, it's never fun to lose. So, <laughs> but my wife says that this is the well, first time. Unless I've... you're a Mississippi State fan. Oh, 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 oh sorry, stats. Sorry, oh. had to take it. We have to take our episode. I'm a Mississippi Ep- State fan. Uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Anderson. We have to take oh. our episode. Mississippi State shot. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Wow. I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, competition. You're saying oh, competition. Yeah, competition. Yeah. Um, it's bad to lose. I made a bad Mississippi State joke. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's that's predominantly it. That and, I mean, it has to do with the water. And, I mean, if it's if it's water, I like it. Um, salt or fresh. Uh, with, with kayaks, you can really get into places that some bass boats can't get into. Um, hmm. like in some of the, some of your backwater places, uh, some of the, like ponds, um, there's actually some, some local ponds here in North Mississippi that, uh, would not take my boat into, but my kayak has been multiple times. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. That's, I guess that adds a whole different, cause there's a lot of water that boats can't yeah. get on. There's not a lot of water that kayaks can't. That's right. I guess the next step is bass fishing off of a. I really can't think of the word. Like an inner tube. Yeah. Were you yeah. going smaller it was, than a it kayak was going to be really funny <laughs> if like 
a noodle. A That's what I was gonna say. A noodle. A noodle. A noodle. A noodle. noodle kayaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> noodle fishing. Noodle noodling it. Pretty sure that's that's catfishing with your hands. It? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. doing that. Yeah, that's why the Lord made hooks. What, what would happen if you noodled a bass? <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Um. Okay. Uh. Next question. <laughs> um, noodle. <laughs> so, ex- can you explain to us how, like, I know, especially with kayak bass fishing, how those competitions work? And uh, kind of what goes into preparing for a competition, and maybe like an example of of some that you've done good at. Like, so, um, what, like, how are you just? Is it basically whoever catches the most fish, or whoever just catches the biggest fish, or like how? What are the time limits like? And like, what if say you've got a big fishing competition coming up? Like, what do you do? You train in the same like the same place where the competition is? Is that even allowed? Do you is there a certain kind of uh, protein shake that you take that attracts fish through your your <laughs> pheromones that you're releasing out? Urine off the side of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there some kind of dance that yeah. you practice? And- and, uh, question got broad quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, in bass boat tournaments, as in like your FLW. Um, your Bass Masters, your uh, MLF, um, stuff like that from a boat. They you actually catch the fish, put it in a live well, and you know you take it to a place to to weigh in. And then all the fish fight, and whoever's fish wins. Yes, okay. no. yes. Uh, that's the. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I, I love Anderson <laughs> answering like the rhetorical, sarcastic <laughs> yeah. questions in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like it's, it's like the Mexican version. <laughs> Where they fight. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Sharpen their fins down. Gotcha. It's really gruesome. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. Outlawed in three co- three counties. <laughs> it's not countries, just counties. It's small. Uh everybody loves it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um but no, so most bass boat tournaments, you, you place the fish into a live well in the boat, and then you take it, and they, they weigh the fish, and it comes off of weight. On kayak tournaments, there's no live well. And so what we actually have are uh, measuring boards. They're Like on your kayak? The board? Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not big. Okay, that's not what, okay, sorry. Continue. Dude. My bad. This is this shows. I, I'm kind of like a tape measure. I'm kind of ignorant. Of I should have brought fishing. one. I yeah. have one. I have multiple in my okay. truck. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no. Okay. So a plastic measuring board, approximately like four inches wide by thirty inches long. So it will fit under a seat behind you. And just to let you, the listener, know, Donnie just showed with his hands. Uh, yeah. The size. You of, mean they of can't the see that? <laughs> you can't hear me hand gesturing. <laughs> um. Yeah, there, there's there's only two companies that they allow, which is a uh, a hog trough, which is a type of measuring board. That's the plastic. Um, and then now they have the catch board. The catch board with a K. Um is is metal um so it won't break that's one one problem you have with the the hog troughs is is actually breaking them 
Um, I caught the, the biggest fish, biggest bass, um, of my life. Uh, I caught in a, in the water, uh, <laughs> on a bait. Uh, no, um, caught up on a, a lake, uh, up in Lexington, Tennessee, um, up on Browns Creek. Was this during a competition? It was during a competition. That's, uh, that's nice. Yes, it actually won me 2016 Big Bass. Um, and the, has, yeah, no, uh, it, I got a, I got like an award, <laughs> like a plaque, a plaque, yeah. a plaque. Um, it was a really nice plaque. Um, but, uh, it weighed, even though we don't go off of weight, you gotta weigh something this big just to, you know, for the giggles. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, weighed just over 12 pounds, was 25 and a quarter inches long. Um, I put it on the board to take a picture and she just breathed like you could just see it. She just, just took a breath in and broke the board in half in the middle of a competition before I could get a picture of her. And so now I have a broken board that's now only hanging next to your plaque. Yes. Yes. Uh, she broke it at like the 16 inch mark. Yeah. And so technically that's all that would be legal of her, but but thankfully one of the other competitors had an extra board. And yeah, so, I was gonna ask what do you do? Yeah. So I've got I've got one of the catch boards now. Um because they don't break. Um they're heavier, but get over it. How, how <laughs> okay, just in light of all that, how difficult is it to while because kayak is, I mean, it requires some balance. Yeah, Just, that depends. I guess, yeah. You I guess hadn't I, seen my kayak. Okay, yeah. I guess the fishing <laughs> kayak is going to be wider than my this kayak. My kayak is larger than some flat bottoms. Okay, gotcha. It's 42 inches wide. Okay. So, you can... You could just about pee off of any side you need to. Because <laughs> um, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh, is, that's, is how, that's why you fish. Yes, is how comfortable you feel urinating off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> if it's windy, aim for a scupper. Uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, it that yes, that is, that is an art. Taking a picture of a fish laying on a board in my eyes, is an art form. Um, it's something that I take pride in, but it's also something that I got a, a large fish DQ'd about two weeks ago for. <laughs> um, new rule change. Uh, what we do, like, where I was getting to was the, we have the board that you measure the fish on, um, and then for each tournament, uh, there is a special identifier. And that identifier could be a code written on the back of your hand. I'm pointing to my hand. Um, I talk with my hands. I'm sorry. Uh, if you, you want to keep me quiet, just tell me to put them in my pocket. Um, but uh, it can be on written on your hand. It can be on a card, sticker, some kind of form. Um, and that has to be present in the picture. If it's not present in the picture, that can DQ it. Well... One of the largest organizations. So I, I guess that protects against you just using the same picture of a yes. fish you caught. Yes. Gotcha. 
Okay. Uh, somebody with your same kind. So, so they they go off. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. That's going to be a stupid question. So basically, they go off the picture of... Yes, of, they go off of inches. Sorry, okay, continue. You go off of total inches for the tournament. Yeah. Some tournaments are your best three fish. Some are your best five. Um, The the local tournament that I'm a, a tournament director for, um, the West Tennessee Bass Yackers, which is stationed out of West Tennessee, uh, <laughs> they uh, we go off of... Uh, we're under the kind of the umbrella of the cast organization, uh, which is really just a team, uh, several teams in, in Tennessee, um, spanning from West Tennessee all the way to East Tennessee. Um, they are your best three fish, but then probably the largest bass or kayak bass fishing organization is actually the KBF kayak bass fishing um yeah thanks for clarifying see see where they got that from uh very creative punny uh but they uh they they cover the (laughs) entire united states um i fished the 2019 national championship down in shreveport uh two weeks ago and you know fished against guys from this couple from canada saw several from oregon utah I mean, uh, some guys that kind of stick out in my mind because they had really cool jerseys. Uh, they were from Maryland. I say that because where they were from didn't stick out so much as their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> I can they, tell you what they looked like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jerseys were cool. Yeah, I, couldn't, I don't remember a word they said. <laughs> Maine, Maryland. Maryland sounds better. Somewhere Maine, with an M. I don't think they have. Do they have bass in Maine? I don't think they have bass in Maine. I don't know. They have bass-sickles. Uh, <laughs> really far up there. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, leading in into the next question, um, and this is probably going to be a difficult one to answer, I guess I've always kind of wondered this, like when it comes to doing well in a fish competition, um, when it comes to you know, getting the biggest fish, would you say that's mostly luck, skill, or the equipment that you use? The equipment that you use gives you the confidence to betray your skills. So a little bit of all, I guess. Yes. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to luck. Gotcha. So, but it does obviously take a certain amount of skill because like I couldn't just go, grab a kayak compete even if i went and grabbed the best kayak out there like i'm probably not gonna be able to go in the next tournament and compete on any real level on there there's even even if probably if you gave me the best equipment i mean i've never i've never bass bass i've catfish fished um (laughs) catfish fished yeah I've, i've never bass fished in my life i've never caught a bass in my life like i wouldn't even know what you know obviously there's no skill there um, or, or experience, which would be, I guess, another element that comes into it. So there's obviously, you know, some kind of skill because guys are just better yes. than others. Yes. Like there are just some guys that just historically typically do well at competition. Yes. You, you'll, you'll, a, um, what'll really get you is, you know, you buy that new rod and reel or, 
new paddle or new kayak or whatever you get, new new lures, all this good stuff. And you go out there and uh, we we have a kid that, that fishes with us that I think he's 14, 15, somewhere in there. And um, like he, he's whipped us several times. I think, but I think that kid could probably go to Tunica and win his all money. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he is a good fisherman. Um, now you, uh, your top guys, if you look at them, um, they have a lot of skill, and they they're they're very skilled and they're very knowledgeable uh, about the sport. Yeah, but then you put the right so- equipment that they yeah. can really use that skill. Then all you do is mix a little bit of luck, and they've won the tournament. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it takes some skill to know what equipment yes. is right when. Yes. And uh, it looks like Anderson has an answer to our question earlier. What was? It? Oh yeah, are there bass fish in Maine? There are. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, there are bass in Maine. Did you hear that, everybody? There are bass in Maine. So if you're listening to this in Maine, you can go get you a kayak and become maybe the next Donnie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously, if you don't know by now, if you're listening to this on Pantake Sports, you probably realized, obviously, by our, who our sponsor was, that we are strong Christians. Um, so got to ask this, this question, I guess. So, uh, what what role does does faith play in fishing and competing? Um, are are there like many other strong Christians competing that you've met? Is that something that people talk about? Um, do you see a bunch of people painting crosses on their face for good luck before they fish? Like, what's the, the you know, like? Would it be weird if you were like, or if somebody was like, "Hey, can we pray before we fish?" Like, is that something that's just weird or like where? I guess is it. Um, because you see a lot of time in, in sports and competitions, you know what I'm saying? Like you see... Look, you're doing a whole lot to get this question out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Answer the question. Go ahead. You got that. You know what I'm saying. Everybody knows what I'm saying. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I think it does play a big part. Um, one, I think this is kind of common with, with really anything, any sports, you know, anything like that. Um, is uh, <laughs> I have an itch and I couldn't reach. <laughs> <laughs> that was Donnie's beard everything. that just about knocked the mic stand over. Sorry, I'll tuck it in. Um, but now, uh, just like any you know, sports and Jesus, nice, uh, <laughs> nice. What's the word I'm looking name for? Drop? Name drop. Name drop. Na- name dropping it. Name dropping it on on the show. Um, yeah, on name. the show that you're listening. Yes, yeah, we're it's, dropping its own name. I don't, I don't think that that you're really going to benefit any from that, but it, there it was. Hey, we might. <laughs> All the listeners of this podcast now know about this podcast. Yes, done. Um, now, uh, just just like any kind of sports in the South, I think really plays, uh, you know, religion plays a, a, a you know a toll on it. Um. A toll. I don't think that's really what I was going for there. Uh, we know what you meant. Okay. Um, a roll? A roll. A roll. Just <laughs> pay, a, pay a toll. Got to pay the <laughs> troll toll. Yeah, gum autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yes, religion plays a role on any sports in the South. Um, I can't say really from personal experience about, you know, as far as say the, the Michigan kite team or, you know, Maryland or somewhere up there. I'm not really sure on them. Or possibly Maine. Or possibly Maine. Uh, because there are bass there. Um, thanks Anderson. (laughs) Um, our, our researcher today, Anderson. (laughs) But, but one thing that I was impressed with and, um, really appreciated was down at the KBF national championship. Um, the, the gentleman that KBF won. kayak bass fishing. <laughs> In case that wasn't self-explanatory. Uh, the, the gentleman that won, and I know I'm going to say his last name wrong, even though I researched it before we started. Um, Mike Elsa. El- Elsa. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Uh, Oh, Mike, that won the KBF uh, National Championship. That's kayak bass fishing. <laughs> he, uh, that was one big thing that he made sure to do. You know, like, yes, he thanked the sponsors and, you know, the, the people whose logo was on his shirt. But then, uh, but then that, you know, that was one thing that kind of hit home for me was that, you know, he, he said that none, you know, He's standing up there holding a big check for $50,000 and then a bunch of other little smaller checks that, uh, you know, uh, accrued to be somewhere 73000 I think, that the man won from a kayak fishing tournament. Um, and, you know, that's, that's one thing that he stressed was that none of that would have been possible without his Lord and Savior. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, which there, there's a few in the sport that really, you know, stick out and, uh, you know, cause I guess that's, that's really your goal is to kind of have this reputation. Um, but, uh, there, there's a gentleman that's real big in the KBF, um, kayak bass fishing <laughs> that he's kind of like their, their chaplain. That's, that- that'd be a cool. That'd be a cool gig. Yeah, that's that's basically what he is. His name's Matt Ball. Um, I you know I look up to him a whole lot because um, very a very religious man. He's actually uh, he announced that he's going to be working on like a devotional um, for kayak bass fishing. KBF. <laughs> I was expecting it, but it still got me. Um, and then a gentleman. Uh, from from in, uh, the Tennessee, from the cast group, state, the state, um, of, of Tennessee, the state of Tennessee. Uh, I'm saying that because I can't remember which group he fishes with. Um, I think it's KBF Tennessee. <laughs> uh, it's a gentleman uh, goes by the name Jason Choate. Um, I say he goes by that because that is his name. <laughs> um, but uh, his real name is Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, couldn't think of a cool last name. <laughs> like, but yeah. Just, yeah, just on the spot, lost it. Uh, choked. But, uh, but no, uh, Mr. Choate, he actually led a devotion for us at the 2018 um, Tennessee State Championship. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so yes, to answer your question, I do think that religion plays a part in competitive kayak bass fishing nice gotcha 
I wonder, I guess too, you know, you're out there by yourself for a long time. Yes, that's one thing like I actually had notes for on the first question and then you reworded how you asked it and threw everything <laughs> out of whack. I'm sorry. But um what about fishing keeps you coming back? Um that that is one thing that Jesus. I do. Yes, Jesus. Um but yes, that that's one thing that I sometimes take for granted is just kind of the um, the alone time that you get to spend, don't get me wrong, love my wife and my kid and my family, all that good stuff, um, but but sometimes a man just needs some, you know, alone time to talk to, talk to God. <laughs> You're talking about God. I am, and you're over there wiggling things. Wiggling it. Wiggling. <laughs> dangling. Um... But yes, that that is one thing that you know that I do enjoy is you know, which here recently with with my sister's diagnosis of uh, of breast cancer, um, has kind of been one one thing that has really helped me was to be able to get out and just you know, the whole like one tournament you can go from. You know, you, you you arguing with God, and then then you you know you're praising Him, and then you're questioning Him, and then you know you're you're back to praising Him, and then you know you catch a big fish, and it's full on praise then, but then there's still a little question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, so real quick, we just got a, a minute or two left. Um, so what are ways that people that if you're out there, you listen to this, you're like, hey, that sounds really cool. That's something I want to keep up with this guy and see how he does in future competitions. He sounds so well organized. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> so informational. Yeah. This, this is a guy I can get behind when it <laughs> yeah. comes to KBF <laughs> kayak man, bass fishing. This man sounds real intelligent. Yeah. I want to see his beard. That's my only <laughs> hope. What are ways that people can get in touch with you? Like, what are like social media um, or? Yeah, social media, Facebook. Um, do you send out a calendar? Not usually. I'm not. I don't. I don't know how to do that. Um, I'm, I might if that's if that's something that people are into. Is calendars these days? Um, the calendar on my desk at work. Magnets. Yes, yeah. is still set to February of 2017. Just because I like the scene that was on it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if if you're around the North Alabama, North Mississippi, uh, West Tennessee um, area, and would like to compete um, with a very laid back kind of group, um, make sure to to check us out, West Tennessee Bass Yackers on Facebook. Because um, they ride yaks. Yaks. Yackers. Um, also, the a big uh, tournament f- uh, kind of platform that a lot of the tournaments use is called Tourney X, um, which is a gentleman. Um, actually, he's out of Mississippi um, that created the whole online format to where you can turn in you know pictures of your fish online. Hmm. Um, they have month long tournaments. Like, actually, what time is it? Four, so I, there's still... It's probably not four when you're listening to this. It may not be. It is currently four, but so from right now, um, when we're, when there's we're like three hours and 49 minutes until I win a tournament. What? what? That's cool. 
Yeah, it's an online tournament. Um, but, uh, but yeah, any of those. And I also have a YouTube channel. And if you would like to be one of the 23 subscribers that I have. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Southern Discovery. Do it. Not the Southern Discovery with 163 followers. That's not me. You scroll little, down on YouTube. Yeah, keep and scrolling. It's, it's a person with a long beard and a bass. Way on yeah. down there. Yeah, the one with the beard. Yeah, beard. big beards and big bass. <laughs> so we discovered the southern United States. Um, North Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, what are some of, if it's, I guess, okay for them to, if they're okay with it, what are some of your sponsors that... Yeah, um... My, I guess my primary sponsor uh, would be Flatwater Fishing, um, which is a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Skelton, out of um, Memphis, the Memphis area. Uh, makes, Hashtag Ground City. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which makes some really high quality jigs and um, spinner baits, not spinner baits, uh, buzz baits. Um, yeah, of course, not spinners, everybody. Not spinners. Not, uh, not fidget spinners either. Um, Fins and Feathers, which is a company out of um, Tupelo, they're gonna have kind of a clothing line. Uh, then they're gonna cater some to the to the fishing with a um, with a tackle store. They're gonna make custom rods, and then they've got a gentleman that's, that's uh, gonna do the custom um, duck calls and game calls for them. Um, Any bass calls? Yeah. Here, fishy, fishy, fishy. Uh, uh, then um, American Tackle Company. Um, for for a long time, they really only outfitted um, distributors, and they made things to make rods. You know, the actual blanks, eyes, thread, cork candles, all that good stuff. Um, but now they're actually selling to the public. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get on with them this year. And then also uh, Titan Tungsten. Which are you know uh, located just south of you there in uh, Alabama? Um, they're a, they're a new company that's come on in the uh, tungsten, which is a smaller, heavier version of lead, and safer for the environment and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, they make a really high quality tungsten. Um, so yeah, those are really my predominant. Sponsors. A nice word Ooh. there. Predominant. Predominant. I just, this whole time, I keep going back. <laughs> what was it that we laid awake at night trying to Actually, say? Actually, sim- similarly. Similarly. Sim- similar. Sim- you have to say it like a question. Similarly. 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 <laughs> you listeners, uh, practice the word similarly for next time. We are running out of time, but we'll catch you all on the flippity flip. Hello, right, let's go. I go. All powerful, awesome, sovereign. Father to the widow and the orphan. Create a revolve. Biblical mem- church members. Church, bib- church membership. <laughs> Biblically. Membership. Biblical yeah. church. That's, that's that's the topic of today. Is uh, <laughs> no, uh for real.
the topic is uh, church membership. I don't know if you can really call it biblical church membership because which okay, first point. Church membership is important. That's that's the point we're gonna try to make. We're gonna try to talk about why is being a member, an involved member of a local church is important both for the individual Christian and the church as a whole is important to have a healthy understanding and practices around church membership. Now, having said that, um, if you want to look up the word church membership in the Bible, it's not in there. What? What? I'm going to test that. Test it. Joy's pulling up his Logos software. I'm just kidding. We don't have enough money to get that. He's good for that, probably. This is eSword. eSword. Ooh. Yeah. The free no, version I of paid Logos. for you it. Paid for eSword? Yeah. Because you know that it's free, right? Yeah, but you on <laughs> on their app you get like you can get extra stuff. Oh, okay. for it. it was worth it. Yeah. I think. Maybe. <laughs> By the way, while he's pulling that up, I um I want to mention our, while it's completely changed the topic, our sponsors for today and for every episode is Red Letter Clothing, redletterclo.com. They have a um, really cool options there of different shirts, hoodies, hats, all kinds of uh, really cool stuff. And what I, what I really like about them, about their, their stuff and what the, it's, it's got a, a great message, but it's like it's not over the top at the same time in the way it's displayed. Like it's it's really like it's it's simple that kind of draws your in a way that both looks cool and like draws your attention to what the message of the the clothing, what you're trying to articulate is. It's really cool. Go check them out. Redletterclo.com. Hopefully soon um I want to interview the owner of Red Leather Clothing. He's an awesome guy. And uh, interview him where we can talk about uh, some, just about what it's like owning a Christian faith-based business and uh, what that looks like and what uh, what kind of his mission and vision is for that uh, really cool company. Go check him out, redletterclo.com. So if you found it on your eSword, how how sharp is your e sword? You zero versus found zero matches. Ooh, as sharp so, as it comes. There's so, nothing sharper. W- so we just spent three minutes proving <laughs> I was right in my own research. Um, no. Yeah, well, you, you yeah. took a long time to talk about our sponsor, Red yeah. Redder Clothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go check them out. Red Letter Clo. Uh, um, what do they do? What do they have? Clothing. We're also brought to you by uh, Prevail Missions International, helping church planning efforts in. Ukraine, not the Ukraine, just Ukraine in um, Western Ukraine. Go check them out. If you want to hear more about what's going there, check out our episode, a previous episode where we interviewed Timka, worship leader from over there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, so back to church membership. Those words are not found in the Bible. However, however, the concepts seem to be there in the Bible. You get in the book of Acts where there's obviously some lists that are being made. They have lists of widows and others um look up uh second corinthians wait nope don't because i just wrote i didn't write the verses down i just wrote the chapter so we're not gonna read a whole chapter but in second corinthians there's apparently some kind of reference to it because i wrote that down i'll read the whole chapter if i want to (laughs) um so yeah 
So it might not be a specific, like the Bible doesn't specifically say, hey, church membership is important. This is how you should do it. However, we think that there are some biblical concepts that apply to um, church membership and why it is important for you to be a member of a church and for the church you're a part of to take membership seriously. Bum, bum, bum. We really need some kind of like soundboard or we something. Do. That, we do can that. do that now with our, <laughs> uh, we keep upgrading our studios from week to week. I can download an app and like plug it in and we can do. Oh, awesome. Cool news. So if you heard our, um, our intro, there's a little different, um, SO, which is a Christian rapper for Lamp Mode Recordings based out of, he's, he's actually from England, which is really cool. Um, he has, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> he's given us the, uh, the okay to use his, his stuff. So go That's check awesome. him out. Yeah. He's super, super solid theologically, um, very gifted, talented artist. Um, there, so go. go Someone s- on Twitter, Spotify. Him. He asked some good podcasts to listen to, and I told him to listen to ours. Yeah, probably won't though. Yep. <laughs> but if he does, he can hear himself. Yeah. So yeah, uh huh. He'll be like, "Who's that guy? That's me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, what I do. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I do every episode. I'm like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> I try to tell. I, I try to like roll my windows down and be like, oh, wow, these guys sound so smart. I wonder who they could be. It's a mystery. I don't think you've done that. I've never done that. Okay. <laughs> Church membership. All right. <laughs> Moving on with the topic here. So, first of all, why is it important? Why is it important for you, my Christian friend, hopefully, that is listening to this podcast? If you're not, my, if you're not a, a Christian, you're listening to this, go check out one of our first episodes on the gospel. Um, that'll help you clear some of those things up. But so you're a Christian, you're a saint. Church membership is important is what we're saying. Why is it important? Um, Joy, just off the top of your head, what is one reason reason, reason that is important for you and your wife and your family to be a member of a local church? First thing, that first word that comes to mind is accountability. Accountability! I think it keeps us accountable to hear the gospel every week. We have, you know, friends at church that keep us accountable. Like, hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? And then word this week. So accountability is the first word that comes to mind. Yeah, that's a good one. You need, um, on, on that note, so so I like to, I would probably like clump in together both accountability and community because um, I think those two come hand in hand. Like it is, it is good for you, Christian, to be around other Christians. Now, I didn't say only be around other Christians because I also think it is good for you missionally to be around plenty of people that aren't Christians. But it is you also need to be around Christians. And you need to be around Christians. It's good if you're part of a church. A church is going to be um, give you access to a more diverse um, age range of Christians. So it's good to be around for us guys, it's good for us to be around men that have been Christians for a long time. It's good for us who, I've been married five years. Joy, you've been married, what, three years, two years, yeah. three years? It's good for us to be around people that have been married for 10 years, for 20 years, for <laughs> for 15 years. No, nope, <laughs> I need to keep going higher. For 30 years. For <laughs> That's that's good. That's a good thing. Um, so community, accountability, those are very um very good reasons 
I think probably some of some of the the best reasons. It's also good from a mission perspective. It's good for you to be a part of a church um so that we can do missions together so we can be missional together so that we can reach people together. Those are good things. It is good for you. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll add on to that. We also think it is important because um or or I guess typically I think Hmm, trying to think how to word this. Okay, so it's important for you personally. It is important also for your for a church. If you're a minister listening to this, if you're um, just a church member listening to this, think about this. Think about your church and life. This is good for churches to take biblical membership um, very, very seriously. So, Joy and I, we go to two different churches. However, both of those churches um, that we're both we're both members of. I'm member of Ransom Community Church in Florence. Joy's a member of Grace Life Church of the Shoals in Muscle Shoals. Um, both really solid churches that take membership seriously. Um, having said that, I would say in our area, the majority of churches, I'd, I'd even say 90, 95% of churches, I think that's getting better, but a lot of churches don't take memberships seriously. And, and when we when we say take membership seriously, you know, what do we mean? I think it's it's important for the leaders and, and even other members of the church to like the to guard the door somewhat. Um that it's not church membership shouldn't be um it shouldn't be a difficult thing, but it shouldn't be a simple thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I think I I think it and this is hmm, okay. I don't want to offend people, but I think typically I've found this might not be the case, but if you're if your church, if what it takes to be a member is for you to just go tell the pastor I want to be a member, um, that's probably not a church that has a healthy um practices involving concerning church membership. Yeah. Seem very lackadaisical if that's all it takes. Yeah. So like let's Let's just give some examples. So, Joy, I know it hasn't been that long since you've gone through the membership process at Grace Life. Like, just give us some examples of, like, like just what it took, like, what that membership process looks like. We took a, a Sunday, and that morning we met at the small group hour, and till the service is over, till about 12, 1230 or so, we go through a booklet that goes over goes over the gospel, it goes over what church membership looks like, goes over benefits and stuff that we're that we're talking about now, but mainly it focuses on what Grace Life is about, what they expect of you as a member, what you should expect of the church as a member. That's good. Stuff like that. That's good. They it goes that morning and a little bit that evening too. So then if you go through that class, are you then automatically a member or? No, after that, glad you said that because I just stopped at that. <laughs> we, uh, you meet with an elder and they go over with you the church covenant, you read through it together. They ask you about your, about your testimony, how long you've been a Christian. And then they ask if you sign it and you're a member and you're prevented 
prevented <laughs> presented to the church you're, or prevented according to how your interview went. Yeah, it's either that. way. <laughs> um, a few weeks later. So, with that membership process right there, here are some probably, I mean, I don't know this, but probably some cool benefits of that and reasons why they do it that way. Joy's Church is a larger church um, that it probably is difficult for, you know, your your pastors or to know every individual. Doing that, you have, like you said, you have a meeting, personal meeting with an elder not not as probably not as much for because we do the same thing. It's not as much for them to evaluate if you're worthy of being a member. It's more like let's have, let's they want to get to know you, and so you can know them so that you have a then after that point you have an elder, you have a pastor of that church that you now have a relationship with yeah. because of that interview. And also probably if, if y'all probably do it the way we do it, like that member has some kind of responsibility to you after that and all that that elder does um so that's that's one cool thing about that because you can do especially if you're a larger church you know and your membership process is very simple and easy then you can have a lot of members that you your pastors and your staff don't know who they are yeah um so that also gives that that elder and somebody on that that pastoral staff you know, they know you, they know your face, they know your story, they know probably ways that they can pray for you. Um, if there's counseling situations that come up, you've got that relationship there. You've got somebody, somebody that, you know, has, you have a voice with that is, you know, on the leadership of that church, which is really cool, especially in, in uh, larger churches. So we do a very similar thing. Um, we used to do I don't know if we still do this. It was three classes um, that probably were very similar to that. We just didn't have as much time as that, um, where we do a lot of explain like who we are as a church, um, what we believe, what we because we want you know that the purpose behind that is letting you know the you potential member like this is what I'm signing up for. Like this is like if if they believe that and I don't believe that like. We can have those conversations. You can know. Basically, you're going through those classes to try to figure out, like, is this where I want to be? Um, yeah. And then, I just did that, too, where they're going yeah. over the theology that the church believes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, because that, that's important. Like, it's important yeah. knowing. It's important to have a, you know, we've talked about open and close-handed issues and all that. But it is important to have a, like, a theological clarity um, with the church and with its body and and like the way we present some of those things obviously the gospel issues like you've got to believe that because i think any healthy church will say you've got to be a regenerate christian in order to be a member um but outside outside (laughs) any healthy church um (laughs) outside of that you know you you can say like we can say this is what we believe as a church concerning i don't know end times concerning you know elders verse you know, deacon leadership, reverse congregational leadership or whatever. And you can say, well, I might not agree with that, but now I know, and it's made clear to me what's going to be being taught by this church. And is that an issue I'm comfortable with, you know, kind of pushing to the side our disagreement on that. And so that we can partner together. Um, we actually, you know, we talk about church membership at, at ransom. We call our members, we call them partners. Um, because, 
you know, we, we want to kind of avoid that, like it's a club or something like, but that we're actually partnering together on mission. Um, so, so that's typically a church that takes, and like I said, like, especially in our area, I know, I know of, I can think of a handful of churches that are growing in that area that they've instituted now a, some kind of like a, um, a class, a membership class explaining those things that we just talked about. Like that's, that's a good thing. So why, why is that important for the, the church? So obviously if you haven't figured out by now, you know, we believe in, we agree with an elder led church and we'll do or not even necessarily elder-led, but a plurality of leadership, not one man leading, but a, a group of God-called men leading. Um, so having said that, and we'll do a podcast on that at some point, but we, the elders, the leaders, the pastors, need to know who they are responsible for. Because biblically, there is an extra level of responsibility given to pastors concerning the flock that they shepherd. Um, so and able to know that they need to know who their flock is. So to know that you've got to have some kind of membership, um, who they're responsible for. If there's a, you know, any kind of, I mean, disagreement or whatever, like they need to know who, who to protect. Also that membership is important for discipline issues. Yeah. Um, whether like there's a there's a different discipline process or should be for a member and a non-member non-member like you've got a sin issue that you're unrepentant of like if you're not going to be repentant of that just don't come back yeah a member is going to be different like you're going there's going to be a lot of counseling involved there's going to be a lot of like begging to come back to repentance and and um so there's more of a more of a fight with a member than a non-member yeah yeah exactly because there's a another level of responsibility there you know assuming that the member was at one time a regenerate christian and yeah yeah so i think i think it was spurgeon that said this and and i think this goes hand in hand exactly with with what we're talking about he said that you know a, a sign and this is not work for you, this is paraphrasing here like a sign of a healthy church versus a non-healthy church a healthy church has more people attending on Sundays than it has members on the roll. And an unhealthy church has more members than it has people attending on Sundays. So yeah, a church that ta- having said that a church that takes member like, like for example, like at my church, like we probably have 70 or 80 members and then probably have 170, 180 attenders on an average Sunday. Joy's church would probably be similar proportional, but larger numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Because both of our churches too, and we think a healthy church takes and taking membership seriously. Like there is not just, you know, you're not just becoming a member on accountability from Christian to Christian, but a church holds you accountable on your commitment. Um, Which leads me to the next point is, what should it look like for a healthy church member in a church that takes church membership? Importantly, what does that look like? Um, and what are things that the church, if you're a member of a church, should that church that you're a member of hold you accountable on? Um, so one would be commitment or attendance. Yeah. Um, both of our churches, we 
Like, if you're saying you're a member and you're not attending our church on a regular basis and haven't been for a while, then there's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Somebody will call you out on it. Yeah. Not not saying like, then you're getting kicked off the roll if you hadn't showed up three weeks in a row. That's not what we're talking about. But if it's been a year and nobody's heard from you, like one of the leaders is going to reach out. Yeah. And like we re-up our membership, I think like every other year, um, just in the, in the sense that we just renew our commitments to things like, like attendance. Um, if you're a church member, I think it's important for you to regularly give to your church that you're a member of. I think it's important for you. Like these are things that, that, a healthy church asks, should ask of its members is commitment is um, regular giving, not like a regular, like you've got to give 10% every week or not. That's not what we're talking about, but joyfully regularly giving also serving. Like I think a healthy church is a church where its members are serving and not its staff serving its members, but its members are serving everyone. Uh, I think that's, that's what it looks like. I think, a uh, submission is a a big thing. You you're if you're signing up to be a church member, you're signing up to submit to the leaders of that church, so long as they follow as they submit to the authority and the leadership of Christ and His Word. You know, a, a leader or pastor, an elder, their authority comes as with God's word, as long as they're. Yeah. in line with what God's word is saying. If they're out of line with what God's word is saying, then their authority is ended. So other things like, uh, you know, for a church member, you should be on mission with that church. You should, I mean, it's just, it is being a part of a local church is vital for your spiritual health and growth. Um, and I cannot stress that enough. It's important to have that, um, that database of Christians and of Christian friends to assist you when making decisions, when making life decisions, to it's important to have that um, that counseling when it's needed. It's important to use your gifts and service of a local church and of others. Like all those things we see biblically, like those things are important. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're, a church attender, maybe you've been committed to a church and attending it, but membership hasn't been on your radar. I would encourage you, you know, pursue that. Or maybe you're listening to this church and you're saying, yeah, my church doesn't do any of those things. You know, it might be time to to look for some that, that do, um, because this is, this is important. Um, you're missing out on a lot of benefits of, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot more to the Christian life that you see in the local church than just listen to sermons at your house yeah, on your couch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of what, that was kind of a, a rush, rush through it. Cause we had a lot to say and, uh, only 25 to 30 minutes to do it, which is how long we try to make these little episodes. But, uh, if you have any questions, contact us at sports Jesus at gmail.com. Um, follow us on social media, uh, Red Leather Clothing, Prevail Missions, S.O. The Rapper. We'll catch y'all next time. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it this time. I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
Patreon flippity flip. The only way to the true God, all is fall astray, leaving fools blind. The truth lies, no space, seeing beauty minds. We sheep going through the gate, that's the true sign. Yeah, we know the resurrection in life. The light of the world, he came, show strength for his might. This message is plain, this chain, get the letters precise. These are the I am saying, show definite height. We know a savior who's God, die, buddy.